Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the new episode, or the latest episode of Momic Sessions. How are you guys doing? It's been a week. I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Jenny Boy. What's up, guys? Ryan here. I'm Shufei! <laughs> oh, sorry. I no, it's not. Plastic surgery gone wrong. Uh, <laughs> and we have our last guest over here. My name is Daniel Mock, and I look like Ryan. Sometimes I play stunt double when he's not free. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, for those on YouTube, uh, <laughs> but I look really, really like Ryan. That's what they say. Like we're like twins. Anyway, I love, I love this. Wait, wait. This is not actually Shufei, la, guys. Okay. I don't know. The people on Spotify managed <laughs> <laughs> to figure that out yet. <laughs> but That's, it's not actually Shufei. La. Yeah. I like, I like how uh, Daniel was actually facing away from the camera until... <laughs> <laughs> until, until you know, we were we were about to introduce him. I was about to basically like stop at away right and talk to him and see how long he would remain like that oh, <laughs> away from the camera. Away the camera. <laughs> Mystery, uh, keep the suspense. Yeah, but you know what? Um, we, we just wanna uh, like for me, it's like before we go on, I just wanna explain to you, you know, who's on the show today. I mean, we have Ryan. You guys have heard Ryan, you know, on the last few twenty six episodes. I mean, like every once in a while, yeah. I mean, most of most of the episodes most you've been episodes. on, you've been like you know talking to us. But you know, we have Erwin. Say hi, Erwin. Hi, Erwin. No. Oh my oh. God. Erwin, please explain what you do. Hi, um, I'm the producer at Ginny Boy TV. Yes. So uh, what we do here, I mean, what I do here is I plan stuff. So basically we have the creative team here. We have Daniel, he's the creative writer. Mm-hmm. Ryan directs. Jin directs too. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't I don't really direct anymore that much. Once in a while. Yeah, yeah once once in a while. But like um, Daniel, yeah, you go on, go on. Oh, uh, yeah. So what they'll do is just they'll give the creative over. I mean, they're... The, the script or something, then my job is from there to produce it, basically planning from top to bottom, uh, getting the manpower, the budgeting, the mm-hmm. timeline, yep. yeah, to making sure the whole process is do you, smooth. Do you like producing? Yeah, I mean, I've been doing it for quite a while. So <laughs> basically, you turn our rubbish into reality. If you put it that way, yeah, I mean, like you know, all of our all of our rambles into reality. I mean, like, uh, you know, it's funny because like you know, radio producers and uh, film producers are completely different, lah. But I mean, in another way, like in in general, they say that producers are the ones that make things happen. Even music producers function differently, right? Yeah, I, like music music yeah. producers, is they produce the song. Like, like they have it's all the skills. Yeah. They have all the skills within to make the song happen. Like the knowledge of what effect to put, or how this person should sound. But with the, like film producers, they have the resources from like you know different different parties. I would say. But Owen also got skill. Uh, yeah, he got. He got skill to make the film happen, right? Okay. Yep. Cool. All right. <laughs> and of course, next one, we have Daniel. Daniel Mock. Uh, he is actually our creative writer and he is actually responsible uh, for some of the films you've actually watched on our channel. Uh, dated back all the way to how many years ago? Um, I first started working with Genie Boy TV 2014. 2014. The World Cup 2014 was the first video I, I worked on. Was it? Was that the first one? The World Cup one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, okay, you know what? Let's, let's go back. Was it, okay, five years ago? How did we meet? Um, okay, I remember Jin uh, posted this video. I think on YouTube or somewhere saying that he was like looking for people to collaborate with mm-hmm. uh, all sorts of people. Then uh, back then I wasn't really a fan. I oh. didn't really watch YouTube or Jinny Boy TV or anything. Oh. Yeah, very, you know, Ulu. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, no. I mean, in other words, you had a life. Okay, uh, good. Go on. <laughs> uh, okay. So a friend told me that, hey, you know, you should try this out since you like writing stories and all that. And I'm like, what's that? She said, 
it's gonna be like you know the new trend the in thing YouTube videos I'm like oh okay lor. then I wrote into him I sent some of my stories mm-hmm. and then Jin actually replied and then I didn't reply him because <laughs> <laughs> I was like busy stuff and all okay then like two weeks later only I replied oh sorry for the late email blah 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 and he replied again I thought oh this guy is really interested ah then we arranged to meet up and the rest, like they say, is chemistry. His chem- oh, okay, chemistry. Oh, oh. Would you yeah. say it was boy TV. Love, love, <laughs> love at first swipe? Yeah. First yeah, yeah, so first Daniel Daniel is actually responsible for the movie by my side. And of course, like, you know, for writing web some series. web series as well. And uh, actually, uh, we worked on one film called uh, How Malaysians Pay Bills, you know, and that was ah. done with Citibank. And that actually won an award in some agency award night or something like some marketing magazine. It was the best execution of digital or something like that wow. for story and everything. Yeah. But the agency took the award. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't get anything. But it's okay. I mean, like, you know, we'll pat ourselves in the back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. And yeah. But that's, that's, that's how it is. You know, technically, we have half of JD Boy TV on this table here today. And you know, that's that's how it is. But then again, okay, going back to the question you said uh, back then when you said that, okay, you know, I didn't really watch YouTube. You know, um, I wasn't really like too much dwelled into the whole social media thing, right? Because you know, look, five years ago, a lot of things has changed. Today, everything's digital. Everything's on Facebook, okay? People hardly watch TV these days. Do you, okay, you, you obviously watch like Netflix. Mm, yep, yep. Yeah. And, and okay, so like, you know, back then versus now, all right? Do you, I mean, would you, would you have said that, okay, it was like, okay, you know, I'm kind of glad that I got myself into this kind of industry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, because telling stories is my thing mm-hmm. and this is like one of the main platforms that people still come to watch, uh, to, to see and experience stories. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, every day when we wake up, the first thing we look at is social media, uh, we, uh, YouTube and all that. So it's something that's very accessible and close to everyone. Yeah. You, you do need like a big, huge budget or connections to-, to hey, Who said you don't need a huge budget? Sorry, yeah, uh, for okay. those listening out there agencies, sometimes you do need a big budget <laughs> for things to happen. Hey, wait, I expected a producer to chime in straight away and say, yeah. uh, who says you don't need big budget? Uh, yeah. It's, yep. Yep. Erwin <laughs> is not impressed. Oh, because I kind of believe, I, I, I believe, okay, so when we started this whole YouTube thing back then, right, uh, it was new. A lot of people didn't know what it was. A lot of people could not explain what it was. Neither could I. Um, and, but the thing was, the one thing that was sort of like the same uh, us and to other production houses out there is number one, we created videos and we basically told stories. And the thing is, just because we were online, we were always perceived as the cheaper option, which today, I don't know whether, I mean, I don't know what do you guys think. Do you, know, does it, do you think that uh, still, that is still, you know, that still applies today or what? I mean, I don't know. Producer? Oh. Actually, <laughs> funny enough, I mean, uh, being, YouTube being a cheaper medium is actually kind of true mm-hmm. at the start. So, but uh, over the years, I mean, it's been I've been here for about four years. Yep. I, I see how Genie Boy TV really evolved from just a monopod and an LED stand <laughs> and a, and a <laughs> yeah. ID yes. Mark III. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just a very small setup back then and three-man crew, we did the Cameron shoot. It was just three of us. I mean, it's so much different now. And um, I would now say- Now the podcast also four people. <laughs> 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 yes, the podcast has more crew back then. Yeah. The podcast got more the camera than yeah. the, the kind yeah, of videos We have four cameras time. right now, in fact. Uh, yeah. So I mean- Things have really evolved here in the sense of our production quality and all that. So I, as soon as long as the things are justified, yeah, 
by what we spend and really I mean over here I think what we have been doing is really improving our production quality la. that's something that is like an art for us that, yeah. that we keep on to one up our skill sets like let's let's keep doing something better keep challenging ourselves something to interesting. let's do something not mm-hmm. just the usual video let's let's, let's yeah Keep keep improving every year. So yeah, I, I, because okay, I, I can I can I can kind of understand why people think that we're the cheaper alternative. Because you know why? Like when we first started, right? Most of our audiences were kids, mm, right? Mm, mm. Versus like those people who basically write stories for, like you know, like big production commercials, right? You know, their industry is going to be like, okay, I'm going to make a commercial to basically win an award in the Kanchil Awards, like yeah. these big big awards. They basically make films to be submitted to film festivals. We make films and we just basically upload it on YouTube and we do it at such a high frequency like we do it every week and people will always think that oh they, they do it every week well, it's quite easy well, you know it's not that hard but initially you know, to be honest um, like this whole thing has basically evolved initially I would say that it wasn't that tough but what we're doing today is completely different mm. than what we used to do like seven years ago mm. like last time it was like one monopod like you mentioned one monopod one really cheap recorder and LED light, right, is sometimes not needed, you know, because we will always go outdoor and shoot under the sun because I like, know oh, budget for light, right? Mm-hmm. We just go under the sun and that's our lighting. Yeah. And that's what we used to shoot with. And then after that, you know, when people started coming to us and say that, hey, you know, can you guys kind of like, you know, do something for our brand and whatever not. And they started paying something as low as like 5,000 bucks. And we took it and we were like, wow, you know, 5,000 bucks is a lot of money, man. Mm-hmm. Until we realized that we had to pay other actors to act in our video. Mm-hmm. We realized that we had, not enough money to pay everyone when they started asking for money. And then I, I know like for us, all of us in this table over here, I think like, you know, Ryan joined us. I think when Ryan joined us and when Daniel, you're still working with us, you realized that we were still a very small company. We yeah. didn't have like a production team of like 10 to 20 people. It's literally like four people going out to shoot stuff at most, right? Mm, mm. And today we have like what? Close to we like- average about- Five. 20, no like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on set, we average about 20 to 30 people yeah. now. It's actually quite like, every time, that's why every time we try to find location, I'm always very scared. Oh, how many people are you bringing? I was like, uh, yeah. 20 to 30 people. I'm like, oh, uh, they're like, oh my God, yeah. so many people. Last time we don't need permits to yeah, shoot. Yeah. And now we're like, please get the permit. We travel yeah. like one bus, <laughs> bus load of people like that. And full of equipment. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but okay, like, you know, I want to I wanna dwell into the mind of Daniel Mock. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> sure, I'll go there. Yeah, because like, you know, he, he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Daniel writes some of the stories you basically watch on our channel. And then, you know, I need to know your background. Because to be honest, I mean, I know that you, 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 run, a back, you run a company uh, that's a creative company. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, okay, well, I'm basically self-employed. Like I would say I run my <laughs> company. Okay. Uh, I'm a copywriter by profession, yep. meaning I write for advertisements. I've been doing that for the longest times. Uh, but, but writing stories has something I've always been interested since I was young even. Uh, so being in Genie Boy TV is a chance to, to exercise that that other side of my creative mind la. Mm-hmm. you know uh, something different tell silly stories uh, about daily life and Malaysian life and what, what whatever la. so oh. yeah yeah it's it's like a, a different side of what I usually do in my work and now and now he's on the podcast every time we when we record a podcast right he will be say hey you know what you guys should talk about you guys should talk about this he always suggests you know that I was thinking hey you know what one day I should bring Daniel on the podcast oh. and today's ladies and gentlemen it is Daniel on the podcast oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Daniel I'm actually very curious uh. Uh. you said you like writing stories right uh. but just now I just found out that you actually studied graphic design yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> actually that's a very good question oh my god yes he did say you was you said okay uh, you said that you studied at where? 
One Academy. One Academy, yeah. <laughs> From, okay, so what did you study in One Academy? I studied graphic design advertising. Okay, so wait, when you said you studied graphic design, because today he posted something on Instagram and it was actually a time-lapse video of him sketching something, right? And I was like, wow, Daniel, you can draw. I was about to make fun of you, but when I saw the end product, I was like, okay, I better shut up because I cannot even draw that. Yeah, man. <laughs> so you, you did some sort of graphic design. Um, I was just trying out this app la, called Procreate on iPad. So just uh, playing with it, la, playing with it, okay? What do you draw? I haven't seen it yet. What do you draw? Uh, he drew a girl. You drew, oh. Wait, wait, he drew a cup of coffee. Oh. Which was got shading on it, you know? Hey, got texture on it. Where's the girl? And then, uh, I, uh, different I, picture, different picture. Different picture. Yeah, oh. different yeah. picture. So, when, when I put the girl drinking the cup of coffee? Oh, two at once. Really. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Explore tonight. Coffee yeah. level one, yeah. girl level two. Yeah. Girl, girl with coffee. coffee. Level three. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you study like graphic design? I mean, did you do it as a practical thing when you were studying in one academy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to do it. Uh, oh. One academy focuses a lot on drawing, especially. Every week, we have to draw like four figure sketches. Wow. For like the whole three years. So, I'm actually one of the worst <laughs> among my friends. Did you ever have to do the thing where you're like, you have to draw a naked person? Uh, what? Not wow. naked lah. They are wearing something lah. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the subjects also. I don't think, you know, whatever you get in the States will happen here in Malaysia lah. <laughs> yeah, because okay? they, they really do like, like they put a naked person in the room and then you have to draw them. Okay. Whoa. I wow. met a guy. Let's try that, Ryan. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> let's do it right now. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh right. So, okay. So, from, right, wait, okay, when you studied in the One Academy, did you expect you coming out to basically be a copywriter and like write stories for like big films? Like, like what, when you studied in the One Academy at that point in time, what were you, or like, what were your parents? Okay, I would, I would bring your parents into this. Or what were you like, you know, aspiring to be when you graduated? Uh, even when I graduated, I still had the, in mind that I'll become a graphic designer. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So I was looking for jobs as graphic designer. <laughs> I even went for some interviews. Oh. And, and then uh, one of my brother's friends, he, she, she had a vacancy in a company. Mm-hmm. So somehow I got in there. And the boss of my first company taught me a lot about copywriting. Oh. And I just went on with it. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he hired you to be a graphic designer. Uh, no, she hired me as a copywriter. But okay. before I graduated, one of my lecturers actually told me about this thing called copywriting. I, I see. knew her about it. So I just uh, learned, explored more about it. I went for a course. And when I graduated, I was like uh, uh, choosing between these two options. Uh. Right. Okay. Yeah. So when you were studying graf- graphic design, I'm sorry I have to bring this up because like, you know, I have some of my friends who basically study graphic design, right? And then some of their parents said, hey, why must you study graphic design? Why can't you study something else like... You know, maybe like, okay, if not if not being an engineer or a doctor, at least study marketing or business, you know, at least that one is a little bit more mainstream. It's easier to find a job in that in that sense. You know, have mm. your parents ever, ever uh, asked you that question? Of course, of course. More so, especially I was in science stream. Oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I actually like advertising more because I like ideas and all that. I'm not very good in design or that, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like it, but I can't do it. So, yeah, I was interested more in ideas and all that. Uh, but when I went in, it, it was a little more than what I expected. Lah, I uh, see. Where, where the design skills all that comes <laughs> in. And, and I saw like a lot of people who were like so much better than me. So I got very intimidated. <laughs> then sometimes I had like regrets. Lah, like, Ayo, why didn't I choose a more conventional course? Maybe I could shine more. 
But uh, oh well, it's it it turned out well. It turned out for the best. I guess. Yeah, I mean, like something unexpected. I mean, now you are basically writing stories for millions to watch, huh? Whoa. Millions to watch. Whoa. Yes, because yes, he has. <laughs> he has <laughs> watched. He has written stories that has been watched by millions of people. And yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you to you too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, we're now to Owen. I need to. I need to understand Owen. The love the first time I met Owen, I, I I was browsing through Owen's Instagram the other day. I saw a picture of Owen, me, and Ruben, and I'm like, uh, oh my god, I I was half my size that I am now, and Ruben was still the same height. <laughs> but okay, so when you okay, I th- I'm not sure. Like when you study studied uh your course, you studied was it, was it film or mass, mass communication? Mass mass communications because you yeah. see like when I used to do radio, right? A lot of people used to come up to me and say that hey, I want to be a radio DJ. I'm studying mass com. And if you ask me, I never really did really understand what mass comm consisted of because I did not study mass comm uh, I, nor did I actually study to be a radio DJ or they call it a radio announcer. Lah. It just so happens when I studied one thing and all of a sudden I'm being put into another position and I realized that I liked it and all of a sudden I'm doing it. And that's how I became a radio announcer. So in your case, when you studied mass communications, was it sort of like your own decision to study mass communication? And if it is, yes, what made you prompt yourself to basically go into this course? Okay, actually, uh, there were two other options before MassCom. Mm-hmm. It was like my option C. What's your op- oh, MassCom was your option C? Yeah. What's option A? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> initially, I was like, okay, I want to be in the uh, pilot so I can fly. Oh, man! Oh. Save here! Save here! Save here! Wait, but, but I'll talk about it later on. Yes, go on. <laughs> then I was like, okay, maybe a bit hard. Lah. Okay, then I was like, maybe, oh. maybe engineering or because I actually kind of like physics right you know, when, when I was in school so. were you were you a good physics student I would say decent or not amazing <laughs> what, do you get, what do you get for physics D for, for decent <laughs> <laughs> A for amazing Wait, if I say my results uh, you can bleep that out right uh, <laughs> sure why not just say it now say it now one two three well done well done Okay, no lah. I mean, uh, okay. Apart from phys- I mean, apart from engineering, I actually wanted to do like the usual business stuff. Then I was like, right. Yeah, I think my next two years in college, will I really enjoy or be stressed? Because I remember the last time I had the exam was at SPM. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm done with this exam thing. I'm not gonna do this exam thing. Then I was like, back to college. Oh, oh no, I need to do more exams and more studies. And yeah, okay, what's the most practical thing that I would like doing? <laughs> <laughs> and and back then, I was funny enough. I I was actually kind of introvert. I wasn't so much of a uh, like pu- pu- public kind of person. So. And look at you now. Wow, he's speaking on the microphone, guys. He's Whoa. been going on for more than like 20 seconds. This is amazing. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay, okay, go on, go on. And, and uh, for me, it's like when I chose MassCom, it's, like it's a very broad course. Yes. And I, there's, there's so many options. And I didn't know I want to do film, actually. Okay. So, uh, uh, yeah, I was, I was like, okay, maybe this is a good option to just, just try out and uh, see what, what I do and... Uh, see what, what came off. So when, when you reach through the broadcasting subjects, like, oh yes, it's, there's like a spark. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Spark, I really sparks joy. Yeah, sparks joy. joy. It's sparks, sparks joy. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you, I mean, broad, okay, broadcasting in what sense? Like radio, TV? No, no, no. Uh, film. Film. Like, film. Like shooting. It's basically videos. film, but they just yeah. call it broadcasting. I mean, they have like yeah. journalism and uh, all, all uh, the uh. PR stuff. So it's like, okay, okay. Then once you reach through the subject, like broadcasting, it's like, oh, yes, yes. Then, then it's like, this is, my, this is my thing. This is my calling. So basically, when you when you were reached to the subject broadcasting, you were very you were very interested in the whole film aspect, lah. Yes. So it's and safe to say that you know while studying your course and while being kind of 
like on the fence, you found what you were interested in while studying. Yes. Yeah. Well, right. as for Daniel's different, you know, he found what he was interested in when he came out to the working world. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, I okay. I guess that's life, huh? And then, yeah, I, I think it's like, it goes to show that, you know, sometimes you really don't know what you want to do until it doesn't... Until like, you yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until yeah. you do it. Or like, you know, there's this preconception like, oh, by the time you finish high school, you should know what you want already. Yeah. And that's like completely not the case. I think it's like the Asian parent mentality where uh, yeah. you better make sure you know what you want to do when you grow up uh, and yeah, work yeah. towards that. It's always like that end goal, that end goal. So like, back to Owen, it's like once you've, you've, you've basically like, you know, um, understood that you were interested in film, right? So did you like, just go on straight on all, all up and, and really excel in that particular field. And then now that's why it basically translated to you interning in one of the biggest production houses out there and now working for a small, small channel like us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually the whole YouTube thing uh, was kind of unexpected. Mm-hmm. So uh, Expected or unexpected? Unex- it's kind of unexpected. Okay. I wasn't expecting to like join a YouTube company. It's like, Okay, I, 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 when I did my internship in uh, actually Reservoir Production, yeah. so it's a... Uh, For those listening, Reservoir Productions is one of the biggest production houses out there, award-winning. Uh, they basically made or produced all of the Petronas uh, commercials you see. And they also made movies named Guang. Uh, and, you know, yeah. So they basically are the, the people behind such really, really great pieces of work out there. La, just yeah. for people listening. So I, go on. I, I have to give like big credit. I mean, they are the people who really inspired me. So mm-hmm. Just seeing their work, like, okay, I really need to go there and intern. Okay. And as soon as they accepted me and then I did my three months internship and they, their work culture there really like, like instill a lot of uh, work qualities in me. Right. So from there, I mean, it's like, oh yes, this is what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. And I got the opportunity to be on a, on a big set and like Petronas. Oh, you were on a Petronas set? Yeah. Oh, was, wow. It was like the 2014 Hari oh, Raya. Raya. It was oh. like, wow, the experience was crazy. We got the Mocon machine, the Quack, the legendary Quack. Yeah, Quack, Quack, Quack is actually a, a director, by the way. And the Mocon, uh, sorry, is uh, film terms is some machine that you use for what's cameras. It, what's lah, it called? Short for what? Oh, motion, motion control. Motion control, motion control. So, so it's like robot you, arm you A to B to C, then the camera yeah. will move according to the time. I see, I see. Yeah, okay, it's okay. It's pretty extensive, lah, I would say, the set. So just observing there, being a production assistant has really like inspired like the little kid in me. It's like, I want to be there one day. Oh, like, okay. And then all of a sudden when I came back to for my final semester, I met Ruben. He was mm-hmm. he's my lecturer. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like Ruben was like, Oh, hi, hi Ruben. Oh, okay. Then he had some freelance job. My very first video for Genie Boy TV was, was philophobia, right? No. Oh, no, which one? The the Kantoi the one. Kantoi. Oh, the, 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 the it, we were doing, it was, oh, Ernest, it was I, our Ernest, first, okay, you know what? It was our first ever video for Samsung. Oh. It was the Note 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was oh, the Note 4. No, Note 4. It was the Note 4. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it was the Note 4. So the whole idea was uh, he was at this cafe and he was trying, he saw a bunch of hot girls and he was trying to basically tell his friends back home how hot they were. He ended up taking pictures of them, but he forgot to turn off his flash. La. So <laughs> oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's the first, okay, so, yeah, okay, that's the first time you freelance for us. Yeah, then from there, I was like, oh, okay, interesting production. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, not bad. I mean, then after that, when I graduated, I mean, uh, I wasn't expecting to go back there until Ruben actually approached me and said, hey, we really need, uh, we want to start something. So, I mean, fun fact, I'm, I'm actually the very first employee. Yeah, we, Owen's actually the first hire of Jitty Boy TV. Yeah, and he's, he's, been, he's, he's, he's been with us for quite a while. And I really appreciate that. It's funny that he brought this up because like, I remember you were on set uh, for a film that we were shooting. It's called Philophobia. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he came up to me and he was actually in charge of sound. 
Mm. Yeah. And for me, it's back then I was very particular with sound because, you know, I used to work for a radio station, right? Mm. So I'm like, everything sounds, so I want it to be perfect. I was that anal. So I was like, he came up to me and then he basically did some tape. I don't know what he did. He, he basically uh, took a, a gaffer tape. Was it a gaffer tape or a mask? Gaffer tape. And he basically folded it into some sort of a triangle shape and pasted it on a microphone. I said, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, um, I'm basically positioning the microphone so that it won't rustle with your fabric. And I was like, where do you learn to do this? Oh, I, I, I read this online. I was like, okay, I went to Ruben, hire this boy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, because I was like, wow, this guy actually, like, you know, he, I learned this online. You know, I'm like, oh, okay. Because it resonated, it resonated a little bit with me because I learned everything that I needed to learn about video editing, about filmmaking online. And when I, when I, when I see someone who goes online to really, really learn about something and apply it, like, you know, when you're working, I realized, okay, this person is really passionate about what they're doing. And that's, yeah, that's basically how we, how we tricked him into joining our company. <laughs> <laughs> but now we go to Mr. Ryan over here. Yes. Yeah, all of a sudden, you know, from the casual conversation, we're going to what, you know, what we, what we once want to start with, but how we ended up somewhere else. So, you know, everybody's got a great story. Ryan, when uh, you first started studying, okay, or when you went to tertiary education, what do your parents want you to be? What my parents wanted me to be, or, or what did you as, or what do you want to be? You know. Okay. Okay. That's a very okay. So when I went into college after high school, I did our science stream also lah, and I went into college. I I thought I wanted to do psychology. Wow. That's okay. what I thought I wanted to do. I know my dad wanted me to be to do business ah. Okay. You know, but he tried to be like. He tried to be like, oh boy, you do what you want. Uh. But, but you, you can do business. But uh. have you considered business? Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, Dad, I don't really want to do business. All these options. Yeah, but business, business. <laughs> <laughs> he, tried, you know, he tried to like, you know, like, you know, try to give me my freedom and everything. Oh, Papa will support you, whatever. Uh. But have mm-hmm. you considered business? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Can't, can't blame him. Like, he's a very business-minded guy. <laughs> but yeah, so I thought I wanted to do sport, uh, psychology, sports psychology in particular. Because of because you ice you I ice skating. skating yeah I used to skate and I, it was a field that really in, uh, interested me I was really interested in uh. mm-hmm. and then I went to college and then in, after just before I enrolled in college I was like thinking you know what maybe I don't really want to do that mm-hmm. but I didn't want to shut that option down completely right. so I I enrolled like oh in here I enrolled in mass communication oh, oh okay wow. yeah so because I I kind of I knew I didn't want to do a nine to five sit in the office every day job uh. that like and mass communication. Is literally that. That means like you don't really no, have to I mean like, five. I mean like it, it kept, my, kept my options a yeah. little more open. Okay. You know, okay. I wasn't like honed in into one thing. And the thing I was really grateful for is that in the course I took, uh, basically in your first year, you need, you have the option to take a lot of other electives. Electives. A lot of electives. So I did take a psychology class. Uh, at one point, I, I was thought I want to go into advertising. Mm-hmm. I took an advertising class and I was like, nope. Okay. <laughs> I hated it. I really? Hated it. Run yeah. while you can. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm so glad I got out of that right now. Oh wow. So I did. No, okay. What 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 about it? What about advertising class was bad? I oh, it's just I didn't like that. Oh man, I don't know how to explain. Like, I just didn't enjoy it okay. at all. Okay. Because like I don't know, maybe it's like my preconceptions going into advertising didn't match what actually was going on during the class. Okay. Kind of thing, so it just it just didn't feel right for me, lah. And then, I from there I slowly kind of made my way into film, cause mm-hmm. like for my high school, you know, like when graduation, what my high school does is like each class will produce is produce uh, a film about your class, right? To show during graduation night and everything. So I was in charge of the one doing it for my class, mm-hmm. and and like they at, at the end of the year they'll screen all the films and then they'll pick a winner. Mm-hmm. 
and then uh, the my class uh, my class won. Wow. Yeah, and the thing that really like that really spoke to me is that I saw my classmates crying while watching the film. Oh wow. So I was like, oh shit. What what did I just what did I just do? Like you made just, people cry. Yeah, it's just like you know, it's like the the sense of evoking some sort of emotion. Uh, so that was really interesting to me. That's amazing, right? Yeah, it's an amazing feeling watching people react yeah, to your film, yeah. right? Yeah, and and I've always been watching a lot of films since I was younger. Well, I watched like there was one point in my life I just couldn't go to sleep without watching a film. Yeah. So it didn't that back then it didn't occur to me to do film uh, Then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm already like so invested into this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I really, I really it naturally kind of yeah it, it was like the most it made the most sense la. it made the most sense to me and you because when I was younger I used to say I want to be archaeology why because <laughs> I watched Indiana Jones I was like <laughs> I want to be an archaeologist then I watched Jurassic Park then I'm like I want to be a scientist oh man yeah I realized how much those films have actually like inspired me and like kind of like influenced me so from then on I kind of like thought yeah you know what I'm just going to do film oh wow well done and you know, okay again I have, to, I, I have to put this out there like you know, Daniel Owen and 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 Ryan over here are the ones who are responsible for for you know the millions and millions of views that are on our YouTube channel, and they are basically people behind the creation or the brainchild of all these creations that have basically reached out to millions of people. And uh, again, I thank you guys, <laughs> and, and we thank you too. <laughs> thank you too. <laughs> now, okay, now it comes to my story. I'm not sure whether it's gonna be as like. Uh, for me, it's like I don't know which part of me it's gonna be. It's gonna sound like it's like everybody is gonna refer to me as the bad option or the the bad like what's the word the bad role model because like um I was never a good student in school. So you even from UPS already, I already know that the only subject I was good at is English, and uh, I but for some reason like just just like Erwin, my mom always told me, hey, why don't you be a pilot? Because you know why? <laughs> Number one, you pay a lot of money and you can fly the world, right? Mm. And when I was young, I had this huge obsession with planes. Um, my mom used to buy me all this very like, like just you know, have you heard of micro engines? Is it micro engines? Hot Wheels, uh? okay, Hot la. Wheels. It's okay. This last time called micro engines, which is like these toys, lah. Car, basically, la. uh, right. car. It's not cars. I mean, it, it, they have the section for cars, but they have the section for aeroplanes as oh. well. I bought every model there was. Whatever F sixteen, F one to F sixteen, I got the stealth, whatever stealth fighter. So I got whatever commercial airline. So I got. So for me, right, it's like. All those years I've collected, last time in my room, right, it will be shelves and shelves of aeroplane being uh, arranged on the shelves one, you know. So for me, it's like, for the longest time, right, it's like been destined, okay, I'm destined, I want to be a pilot, I want to be a pilot. And you see, that dream has always been since from young. My my uncle would buy me books of aeroplane. When I was young, right, I would play pretend to be the pilot and the air steward serving <laughs> drinks. <laughs> yeah. <so> dangerous. <laughs> this is pilot, pilot speaking. What drink you want? You let me know later. I'll yeah. come and for you. <laughs> and I will play my uncle's play pretend. And, and you know, they'll I'll take all the dining table chairs and line them up and then serve them drinks just to play pretend. I will take the toy that was supposed to be a car, like a car steering wheel, put it behind, uh, put it on the table and then make that a cockpit. Wow. You know? And until it came to Form 5 where I didn't do too well from my SPF to be honest. But then again, the results were not out yet. You you had to use your uh, trials. Your trials. trials. And then trials last time is quite cheating one. If yeah, you get yeah. a B, they will they will automatically upgrade you to an A. Oh, oh really? Did, did you guys get that? No. Oh, no, no man? No. Maybe I was so bad that I cannot <laughs> We are wheezy wig what you see. No, it's, it's, you it's like okay, so so what they will do in my school, uh, I'm not sure I'm not sure if this is a bad practice or not, but they said that it's a very common practice. Like say for example, if you had a C for a subject, right? Mm-hmm. And you need your trial exams uh, results to go and apply for your college, right? Yeah. Yeah. They will automatically like kind of like bump you up, 
kind of thing. Like if you get a C, okay, it'll be a B. If you get a B, you get an A. If you get an A, you get an A one. Or kind of that kind of thing. So like for me is uh, I use my trial exam results to try and apply for a spot in Malaysia Airlines, and also at that point of time Singapore Airlines as well because I had a friend who had an uncle who worked for Singapore Airlines who said that hey, uh, we are looking for cadet. They call it cadet yeah, pilots, yeah. Lah, right? So I sent everything out, everything, and there was no response. And I waited, and I waited. You know, it's like I didn't enroll for pre U, and I waited. I I was like like waiting and hoping and praying. You know, whatever God there was, so in my room before I sleep, I was like, ah, please, 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 please. Yeah, at least one person reply, one person reply, and then you know what? Nobody replied. And I got really, really upset. I'm like, oh man, you know, like this sucks. And then, then after that, right, like you know, when my mom saw what happened, straight away, already, right, she was like getting ready the next course of action. Already. It wasn't me. It was the next course of action. She came back one day. It's like, oh, would you like to consider aeronautical engineering? Still wow. revolving aeroplanes, ma? Right? And I'm like, uh, okay, maybe lah. You know, I was already like. A bit dejected, <sighs> la. a bit dejected, lah. Yeah. But you know, okay, you know, if if I'm gonna be working on something, I, I, you know, that's related to airplanes since I love airplanes so much, right? Okay, lah, aeronautical engineering, now. So I enrolled in Taylor's, uh, in this program called Canadian Pre University, mm. and after that. After doing it for like three months, I dropped out because I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, you know what? It's <laughs> too hard. <laughs> Aeronautical engineering is not an easy. No, 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 no. Right? Canadian Pre University is not not anything oh, about engineering. Like it's just like, like a, it's like a, it's just like a matriculation program. Oh, okay. uh. Um. Then after that, I was like, I, I dropped out, and I'm like, I, w- I really didn't enjoy, and also maybe partially because there was a girl involved, lah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. All right. Next week <laughs> on, on Mama Session. session. <laughs> no, no, no. What's no. <laughs> the sound effect? Sound effect. <laughs> oh, what 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 sound effect? Uh. <laughs> okay, I mean, I mean, the girl, the girl was not mainly the re- reason. Can okay, I maybe sure. a, a, a big part of it? Okay, um, so after that, I dropped out and I went to Sunway University and I enrolled in a marketing course. You know why? Because like you know, again, my mom said, okay, if you don't want to do engineering, maybe marketing is good. Wah, you know, marketing is business, ma, right? And then that's where I'm like, okay, I went there and this course was so lousy. I mean, I can say it now because it no longer exists. I've never ever enrolled for a course, right, where it has a hundred percent failures. <laughs> what do you mean a hundred percent failures? Yeah, because the lecturer forgot to do something or basically teach us something or tell us something. Or I can't remember what it was. It was okay. Normally when you go to college, right, it's the prerequisite one. You're supposed to do uh practical and after that exams. And then there was one point of time where this lecturer, because it's a very small course, who told us, and never mind, you don't have to do your practical, you just go a hundred percent exam exam, uh, what do you call it? Exam base, exam base. There is, what do you call it? There's 50-50 or there's full exam base. So he yeah. told me, don't need to do your project because the way he, the way everybody was going around that, that class project was horrible. So he said, mind, all of you just take the 100% uh, what do you call it? Exam, uh, exam base. The thing is, I think what, what, I, what, I, what I'm not, I'm not too clear, but I think the lecturer forgot to enroll us and tell the the university or that whatever course that we are taking 100% exam base. So in the results, all of us got our results and said that you didn't submit your practical. That's why you failed. Oh man. That's why it was 100% failure. Oh my God, oh. that's crazy. Yeah, it was a big hoo-ha. And then after that, the next year, the, the, the whole course shut down. It's a very small course. And then for me, it was like, uh, you know what? This is rubbish. And I realized at, at one point in time, I was just like, what the hell am I doing in my life, man? I'm going, I'm enrolling in courses that are so lousy. And then that's where I just like, one day right, I drove, I was very upset because it was 100% failure, you know? And I, I just drove, uh, I, you know, I was driving my beat up car and I, I drove, past Metropolitan College. Back then it's still Metropolitan. Nah. It wasn't bought by Inti yet. And I saw, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Curtin University, you know? Um, that's where I was like, you know what? I made a U-turn and I just drove in. This is out of pure, 
uh, what do you call it? Pure in- instinct. Instinct, you know. I'm, I'm like, I was there, like really upset, and I said that you know what, I'm not gonna be a failure in life because it's really embarrassing. I already dropped out of college. My friends are already all overseas, about to graduate, and here I am, not even finished with pre-university. I went in there and I said that I want to enroll. Uh, I want to be in Curtin University. I want to grant all this idea. <laughs> I want to graduate. How do I graduate? <laughs> I really, you know, I'm like damn scared because Not you know why? Anything. Yeah, I didn't tell my mom yet about the whole oh. failure yet. And I was really, really scared. So what I thought I should do was, okay, I already failed in a university. I'm going to go back with the plan of my mom and tell her how I'm going to, how I'm going to graduate. Mm. So I went there, I told the auntie, I said that I want to graduate. Please tell me how. And then she told me, and then I gave her my results. She looked at it. She's like, oh, okay, this is what we can do. We can carry forth some of your credits yeah. and then you only have to do half a semester of pre-U and then straight away go to year yeah. one. And I was like, I'll do it. And that's yeah. how, and that's how I got out my ass and kicked myself to basically going into college and really understanding what I wanted. And, and I went back, I told my mom that. And for the first time, my mom was like, Okay. Oh, that's nice. And I'm like, oh, okay. Then I went is to the room, that, right? I closed, oh. I closed the door. I was like, isn't she going to take out the rotan and whack out me or something like <laughs> that? Yeah, is it going to be like waiting? Okay, maybe she don't going to whack me now. Maybe later during dinner. <laughs> yeah. Just eat full food and she goes straight to whack me. <laughs> yeah, but my mom, my mom, then uh, I, I think uh, after a while, my mom came in the next day and said, and, uh, and asked me, she brought my, my form. She said, is this really what you want to do? And I'm like, yeah, I really want to do this. You sure? Yeah. Okay, no problem. And then she fo- then after that, the next day, she followed me and then uh, she basically paid for my fees and said that, okay, you can go on here. And that's literally how I got up my ass to basically study marketing. Oh, okay. yeah, and and understood that okay, mar- I mean because I studied marketing in the previous college, ma, and I realized like okay, it's actually quite an interesting subject. But when I went to Metropolitan College, Curtin University, obviously they had better lecturers, they had a better syllabus, they had like mm. you know more experienced teachers, and I, I really enjoyed myself there. And 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 that whole stigma of like shit, my friends are already graduating and I'm still here went out the window. I'm like, it's okay, you know what I'm I'll, I'm gonna study at my own pace. Yeah, yeah. My friends, you know, even my ex girlfriend back then was already in the workforce. She was already working already, you know, for like a year and a half. And there I was still studying. You know how bad of a blow that hits your ego. You'd be like, shit, you know, I'm old already, and all these people are already working, and I'm hanging around people, you know, who are younger than me and stuff like that. Not really young lah, one year younger than me lah. So that's 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 how it is, you know. But then, you know, I I graduated. I'm happy that I graduated. And then, um, how I ended up being a radio DJ and all of a sudden YouTuber is another story altogether, But the thing is, like, you know, uh, I I guess in this episode, what we're trying to say is, in the in the beginning, you always think you're gonna be something, and then when you don't get it, how do you get out of yeah. it? Yeah, that's true. Like you don't have to know every single part of your life when you right after high school. You know, you don't have to have every single thing planned out. It's nice to have a plan, but you know, plans plans can change. Things yeah. can change. I, I, it reminds me of a Chinese proverb, like, Oh, Chinese Chinese proverb. What the? Basically, uh, uh, you ride on ride a, a cow, cow to wow. find a horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes life is like that as well. You have uh, to ride a cow to find a horse. Where yeah. to find a cow? You do get a <laughs> horse immediately. La. But by riding on the cow, the not so nice one, you eventually reach the horse. The horse yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I have no regrets though. I mean, I'm kind of glad I failed. Uh, to kind of like wake me up because come on, man. I mean, to put you to college, your m- and my mom didn't come from a background that was very rich. She had to work three jobs. I remember, uh, because every time after college, I had to go pick her up from a tuition center, which she was teaching in, to send her to another house to teach tuition, and after that, then pick her up, send her to another house to teach tuition, just to basically put me to college. And it's that really that, that huge guilt in you that basically shit, you know. 
And the fees are not cheap. Uh. I'm not sure how much your fees were, but back then my fees, right, one semester was at least about like, you know, 8,000 ringgit. Mm. That's mm. like six months. Like, and 8,000 ringgit, it's a lot of money. And then, and then, um, yeah. I, I, and, and finally, when I told her, like, look, I, I, I failed. And she didn't scold me, number one. She did not. She was never upset. She never uh, isolated me. She just said, is this what you wanted to do? And then after that, I... From then on, maybe it's the guilt in me. I kept bringing back my results and my assignments to show her. And she's like, really, okay, I'm very happy. And then um, I wanted to finish all of my studies locally because, you know, I didn't want to waste my mom's money. But, you know, the university, damn smart, lah, you know, they said that, okay, uh, starting this year, this subject is no longer available in Malaysia. You have to travel overseas. And yeah, that's, 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 that's so you have to go overseas. Now. And that was the shitty part because, you know, yeah. I, I know my mom didn't tell me this, but my mom had to borrow money from people. Mm. To basically put me to to uh, to uh, to university over there, and and it's not cheap, you know. It you pay for eight thousand per semester here, right? You pay eight thousand Aussie there. It's dollar oh. to dollar. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. and back then already the current the exchange is already two point seven five, two point seven five, almost, almost yeah. three already, yeah, and yeah. it was a big blow. And then it was so much that I'm not sure what my mom did. Okay, I know she sold some stuff because. You know, halfway through, um, you know, she just flew over and then she stayed with me <laughs> in in my in my dormitory for at least three months, and then to take care of me and make sure that I was doing okay and stuff like that. But you know what? I, I'm I'm glad I'm glad I went through that because you know it 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 made me a lot more. It just brought me down more to uh, to understand that hey, you think everything is easy, right? And and and, and I it made me realize that's only when I realized that my mom hit a lot of things from me despite the fact that my mom was not doing so well in terms of money, you know, she never ever told me anything. Mm. She always make it look like, oh, everything's fine, everything's fine. Yeah. You, she will always make it look like, you know, whatever I wanted, she would like, oh, okay, I can buy this for you. And whatever I wanted, she made sure she will help me achieve it, that kind of thing. So uh, that's that's just basically my story. So yeah, I hope uh, I hope you guys take away something from, from, from whatever I've said, but yeah. Why? Why are you guys looking at me like yeah, that? Very, very we are touched. Very touched. Move oh, beyond I words. Need, I need Darren a hug now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, uh, I mean, just to wrap things up over here, I just want to say that you know, everybody, uh, again, like what Ryan mentioned just now, it's not easy to just plan what you want to do. Sometimes you know, things will just go terpesong. But you know, if you're if you're basically uh, brave enough to pick yourself up, you can do whatever you want. Ryan, anything you want to say before we wrap this up? Uh, no, yeah, you pretty much summed it up very nicely. So just yeah, just just do be you lah. Don't worry too much, especially if you're just coming out of high school. You know, you have a whole life ahead of you. Yeah, Irwin. Yeah, very well said. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they say. <laughs> Times two. Yeah, Times three. but I, I guess I guess you know you've you've learned something here from the show today because you know, all like, we have four different uh, uh, persons over here from different backgrounds who basically studied like different things, right? But ended up doing something completely different from what we thought we were going to do initially. And that's a great thing. So, you know, hopefully this inspires uh, you listening outside. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Remember, you can listen to us where? On Spotify. Uh, wait, wait, wait. To test Owen. Where else, Owen? Uh, YouTube. <laughs> uh, iTunes. Uh, iTunes. Oh, uh, yeah. You didn't leave anything for, for Daniel oh. CAD. What else? Uh, live in the studio. <laughs> Come here. No, it's not. It's not live. This is recorded. <laughs> oh, um. but, but thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can uh, you can visit us or you can uh, follow us on our Instagram page, which is at Mamak Sessions. Suggest so any topics you want us to talk about, and uh, you can stream us on Spotify, iTunes, and also listen to our voices on YouTube as well. See you guys next time.